Welcome to Season 9 of This Engineering Life. I am Becky Simmons, a professor of the practice in mechanical engineering at Duke University. And I am joined with Reina, Paulina, Ellie, Jack, Richard, and Celine. In this episode, it's our first one for the season, we are talking about uh, a book that we had for our winter Break Book Club, and it's Atomic Habits by James Clear. And I am here with Raina, Paulina, and Ellie to talk about the book and also just to get updates. Before we get started, though, Raina, Ellie, and Paulina, do you want to just do a quick intro of yourselves again? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Raina Verbensky. I'm a senior in mechanical engineering, so this is my last semester at Duke. Yeah, I'm a full sad. It's okay. Um, but next year, I'll be working at Northrop Grumman in a systems engineering position, working on their aviation division. And can you give us like one interest beyond engineering? Yeah, so I think my biggest interest on campus is I work with Duke Enable and we make 3D printed prosthetics for people in the community. Yes, takes a lot of my time. Which is a good call out because we're going to do episode on Enable. Yes, our next episode in two weeks on Duke Enable. So good. And Ellie, what about you? Yeah, my name is Ellie Vogel. Um, I'm an electrical and computer engineer also majoring in computer science and I'm a sophomore. And a fun fact or interest? I'm a really big dancer, so that's my main time commitment outside of school here at Duke. And it's a call out to the dance group? Yes, to Momentum Dance Company. Yeah. Whoa, great. <laughs> and Paulina, what about you? I'm Paulina Epstein. I am a sophomore here. I'm studying civil and environmental engineering with a focus in structural engineering. Um, one of my interests is that I really like to knit and crochet, and I run the Duke Knitting Club. So oh, I didn't even I didn't even know there was a knitting club. That's yeah. an, So what's the like the most ambitious thing you've knitted or the funnest thing? I'm making some socks right now. So oh. I saw her knitting them. They're very cool. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> There's a lot of design in that too, huh? Yeah, but I just found a video online. So <laughs> it wasn't me doing it. But in the future, I'm just learning to knit uh, the socks. So. I feel like there's a lot of crossover, like engineer, knitting, crocheting. Like, I feel like it's a... No, I am serious. I feel like there's a lot of... It's like a very hands-on thing to do. <laughs> I had a student do an independent study on, like, uh, revamping, improving a knitting machine. Because hmm. I didn't even realize there are actual knitting machines. So I didn't you, know that either. Yes, it was really cool. That's cool. So there's lots of uh, crossover. Okay, so Atomic Habits, James Clear. Do one of you want to give the one minute, what is this book? Why would anyone read it? I think that the, the main thing that stood out to me about this book was the idea that instead of having to change your entire life at one, in one big swoop, all you have to do is change one minuscule thing every day and stick to it for years. And it's this really cool idea of compound growth where that's all it takes is just that tiny little change. And if you change your environment enough and change your system, it makes it really easy to stick to those habits and you'll see a lot of improvement in your life over time. And so his, this book is really popular. Like, I, I've seen students reading, students know about it. I've seen it at the airports. It's all over okay. Amazon. Um, so with the habits, habits being a big part of this book, and then how to develop them, and having them incorporate every day. I, I liked his four things that he said, the cue, the craving, the response, the reward. Mm -hmm. Did any of that resonate with the three of you? Yeah, I thought it was really interesting how we kind of broke it down, like, scientifically. Like, it's kind of a good book for a bunch of engineers to read, I think, because 
I think you see all these things online, like these like habit fads, like in 21 days, like change your whole life. But he, it's a whole where the atomic part comes from. It's like atoms are small units of matter and it's kind of very stacking them to get very engineering. Oh um, yeah, the intro hooked me. Um, but it's like stacking those things together can have such an impactful change. So him breaking it down into four steps too, I think was something really good for readers and for me especially to just kind of latch on to and it, it gives you more of like a formula that's like mathematical instead of just an abstract concept which I really liked. Did you see the engineering Paulina and Ellie in, in it or? I felt like I don't know I'm doing a lot of coding right now yes. so it's kind of like a for loop like every time and it like you know it adds one to the habit that's that's what I'm thinking of right now I just came from my comp sci lecture so I'm thinking like you know a little habit and then it just compounds and gets larger over time like maybe like exponential function maybe yeah yeah, yeah no he puts graphs right? in his books where he shows the exponential <laughs> function is. he shows how like your brain responds when you see the cue versus the craving and like how it's like different levels of endorphins and based off of different habits. Like, for example, when you get a text message on your phone, um, you're expecting like a text or a message or something that's like spiking an endorphin level and he's showing you graphs and he's showing you how doing things like every time you get that ping on your phone and instead you take deep breaths and like smile instead, how it helps like level out those endorphins. And it was really, it's very scientific. It was very cool. Yeah, I love the connection to coding <laughs> yeah. too. Very good. Yeah, I really loved the way that he talked about building those habits too. He makes mm-hmm. it seem really approachable in the way that he says, okay, you don't have to like, make an entire new habit right off the bat you can just start out with something small and my favorite thing like example that he gives is going for a run in the morning and the first step is just to get out of bed and put your running shoes on i that resonated with me too and then you can just take them off and get back into bed but that's the first day that's day zero and then you just build from there and as long as you just did the thing yesterday you can just build on it a tiny little bit every day Instead of saying you have to go out and run three miles in the morning, all of a sudden it's bro- like broken down into these really easy steps. I, I think that's so important. I talk to a lot of students because especially when you're thinking about having just four years here and you have all these really big, ambitious goals, but then how do you translate that into a habit of just getting the sneakers out, right? Like how do you get so that you're not halfway through your time at, at Duke or any college and, and being like, oh, I still haven't made any progress to that big goal. I think that's really very interesting. So how he also talks about the environment and having your environment, how that can affect your habits. How do you think Duke and being at college helps with habits? Is there anything? I talk, with, I talk with my mom about this all the time, about how if I was at any other college, I would be a lot less inclined to do homework on a Friday night. Oh, really? Yes, because I I would be so influenced by other people going out or other people wanting to do other things. But here, it's such a valid excuse and a valid thing to say if you say, no, I have a midterm tomorrow. I can't hang out. I can't do this certain thing because we're all so focused and surrounded by people who share those same values and that same work ethic that we do. And that makes it a lot easier for me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I really agree with that. And I feel like... Also, like, kind of the pressure of, like, staying on level with everybody. Maybe it's not so positive because it puts a lot of pressure, like, on yourself. But it's really what keeps, like, people going. And especially for myself. Like, I know that, for example, like, if I don't sit down and do this and learn, like, all the material for my classes that I need, then I'm going to be so behind. I'm going to be so lost and regret it in the future. So just trying to build, like, those daily, like, studying habits, which, like, I think the book is also pretty relevant to that. I think that that culture is very upheld at Duke. 
I agree with that completely. I think, yeah, like Ellie said, it it's totally acceptable to like not go out all weekend and study um, because that's sometimes what we have to do here. But on the flip side, you're right, Paulina, like it can almost be to a level where it's toxic, where you look around you and you see all these people doing so many things and you're like, oh my God, how are they doing all of that? And like, am I doing enough? But it's still, it's a great environment to be in because it allows you to push yourself to your limits more, but it's still, it's, it's just different. I think it's different at every school and I think here it's, it's a different culture for sure. Any habits that you're working on this semester? I brought up the running one because oh. I have started running every oh. morning. Started out very small, just like you <laughs> said, but we're getting somewhere with it. Going to try and run a half marathon in April, so oh, we're going. Right. So we're not going from completely. I've I've run before, so not completely square zero, but yeah. Oh, awesome. So, are you doing anything from the book or just for yourself to to help you get through like the daily or every other day runs? Yeah, one of the main things that he talks about is making those habits that you want to build easy. Yeah. So I make sure to set out everything the night before. I like do my blender bottle and do my protein drink for after I come back from the run, mm-hmm. set it right out. All of my shower stuff is right there and it makes it so easy. And just it's a routine at this point. Mm-hmm. And that's been one of the, the big things for me. Do you do, you do any reward system? I get to check my phone. After I go for my run, uh-huh. not before. Good. Okay. Oh, that is good. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I have two. One is not checking my phone so early in the morning because I find sometimes I'll get up and I'll check my phone and then I'll look and it'll be 40 minutes later and I'll be like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I feel like every year I bring all of my like art stuff to Duke with me, like my paints and all that stuff. And every year, like I pack them back up and they like come home with me and I haven't touched them all semester. So I want to, especially now that I'm a senior and I have more time, I want to actually like dedicate some time to kind of like making stuff. So I've pulled out my stuff. It sits on my desk. So I either have to every day do something with it or put it away and take it back out the next day. So well, That's good. Now, what about the phone? How, what kind of things are you Yes, to I'm make charging it, easy? it in a different area. So it's like not next to my de- bed anymore, yeah. anymore. I have a different alarm, so I'm not using my phone as an alarm anymore. So I get up and I make breakfast first before I check my phone. That's good. So that's like the make it difficult, right? Yes, to make it difficult. It's like on the other side of the room, I'd have to get up out of bed, go get my phone, and then get back in bed if I'm going to sit there and scroll on my phone for, <laughs> for an hour in the morning. That's good. Polina, what about you? Any habits? Yeah, mine is pretty simple, but it's just going to bed earlier. Oh, that's I a tough I don't go one. to bed very late at all. Like, max, I go, like, 11. Mm-hmm. Um, I work a job. Uh, on campus that keeps me up until midnight because we close at midnight but except for one day a week I really want to go to bed by like 9 30 or 10 (laughs) and just wake up early because I also do love to go on my phone in the morning but I think that if I just woke up earlier I would have that like time to dedicate to my phone and then not really spend any more time on it throughout the day so I'm okay with going on my phone in the morning as long as it means that it's not gonna distract me later Um, But yeah, going to bed early, so I just make my bed look really cozy at like 9.30, (laughs) and then I have a really hard time falling asleep, and then I just force myself to lay with my eyes closed until it happens. (laughs) Good, good. Do you have any habits, Maggie? You know, I was thinking about that with coming in. I was like, oh, what are my habits if I were going to for this semester? I was thinking about, and it resonated, this is another, similar to the running that, and putting the shoes out, was he was talking about writing and how... And I believe he said he didn't feel like he was naturally inclined, but you just have to sit there. You have to make your environment ready. You have to just get the words down. And so I'm looking to, or I'm thinking now about some habits so that I start writing more. I, I've done where uh, for reading, I really enjoy reading. And during the semester, 
it tends to be harder to spend as much time reading. Uh, so what I did to help me get with that habit of, of reading the amount I want is I take my books and at the beginning of the week I put markers in for how far I want to read each day mm-hmm. and that has really helped with my reading habit um, so and and for me then the reward I also I don't read online I have all my books so then I stack up all my books and I love seeing the reward is seeing <laughs> all my books and looking at them so so but writing I've got the reading, I think, down. Now I'm going to work on the writing. What are you writing about? Um, well, I have two things. One one is a book on design. The other is a book on my husband, Neil. Oh! Yes. <laughs> Wait, I'm excited. I better be notified that's what, when these books are published. That's what all the students say, that uh, Neil, Neil is always up to something. And, uh, well, we could have a whole episode on him and his <laughs> antics. We should! But, yes. Uh, but, yeah, those are my, my two books. So amazing. Yeah. So that's why uh, I was telling friends, I was like, oh, I'm going to write a book on Neil. And I'm going to call it Living with Genius, the Neil, Neil Simmons story. <laughs> and uh, they're like, you mean surviving. <laughs> <laughs> so what about social norms or culture and how they affect? <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's, she's excited to speak on this. <laughs> That's what I thought at first, and then I'm like, oh, no, it's just a cough. <laughs> I was trying so hard. <laughs> Isn't it the worst when you're trying yeah, to hold God. it in? See, I'm tearing up because I was, like, holding it in. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we'll start that question again. Sorry, uh, wait, wait, hold on, hold okay. on. Okay. <laughs> I see the tearing. Oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, she's making such a good point. I don't want to. <laughs> uh, social norms or culture at Duke and how it's affected your habits or habit building. Any thoughts on that? That's kind of a tough thing. Yeah, I think honestly the running. I remember when I was touring here, I was like, everyone on this campus must be so fit. Like there's people running 24-7. So I myself am not a huge runner because I have some knee issues, but it like inspired me to start going to the gym and doing something in place of that because I felt like I wanted to fit in with like everyone who's like running all the time and I was like well I can't do that I want to do something something else so I think there's a lot of activity that happens on this campus and I think there is not like pressure but you observe it happening around you and you feel like you want to be a part of that too. Yep just like the as you were talking about the studying right Mm -hmm. like the pressure good and bad uh, of studying and working for classes other things from like a Duke I guess the basketball, maybe. That's true. I did not come into Duke a basketball fan, but now (laughs) I'm a diehard. I don't know what kind of habits that's, I don't know. Maybe it's. I think there's a habit to it because I find myself when there's, I put, first of all, I put all the games in my calendar now. Who does that? (laughs) I don't know what I do. And then when there's away games, I find myself either carving out time to watch the game or checking the score on my phone. And I think that's turn into a habit where now sometimes every Monday morning I'll go and I'll read the ESPN articles about Duke and like who they played that past weekend or what they think about coming up for the next game so and that's a thing that my brother loves to talk to me about now so I guess it's caused me to get closer with them but I feel like a lot of people here do that kind of thing and they're keeping tabs on the basketball team and sports team um, and that's definitely not something I did before I came here. So it's a a habit that's helped build community yeah right Mm -hmm. and connections. Mm I wear my basketball jersey every time that we play for the day. And sometimes this falls on a day that I'm skiing. So I wear it over my coat. 
And a lot of times that just gets me heckled. But occasionally <laughs> somebody will like Duke and it'll start up a conversation with me and a stranger on a chairlift or something. And it's so fun every time. Yes. Most of the time they say, oh, I, I'm from North Carolina, but I went to UNC. I say, ah, okay. Yeah, but then yeah. we get to talk about that too. And it's so cool every time. Well, that's a good, that's a, uh, again, this building connections and conversations. I really like that. Yeah. Um, okay, what about other things of interest in the book? Anything unexpected or? I just think as a general note, one thing I really like about this book is I feel like when you have a book about building habits, there could be a tendency to become like very like preachy, like this is how you do it. But what I really liked about the ways he, that he wrote this is every chapter kind of starts off with an anecdote and they're really fun. There was like one about an engineer who was built a bicycle. I don't remember what the anecdote was, but there was, a, there was an engineering one. There was one about basketball. Like there's anecdotes at the beginning of each chapter to kind of draw you in and then he relates that to something very scientific and he also qualifies the book at the beginning he's like I'm not an expert it's just based off of my research and anything that's good is not to a credit to me it's to a credit to these experts that I talk to and anything that's bad yeah that's probably my fault but I think he just has a very good rapport with the reader that makes it a very easy and a very fun read I agree I thought the book is very easy and fun mm-hmm. to read and I got a lot of great tips out of it yeah yeah, it kind of reminded me of another book that my roommate was reading, and then I, like, half-read it and then just skimmed it. I forgot the title of it, but it was by Michael Schur, the guy who wrote The Good Place, the show. Oh. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. Yeah, and it was, like, really similar similar style to those books. It was about, like, how to live your life, things like that. But it was super entertaining because it had similar, like, anecdotal parts to it, and so... I really felt like I could relate to it much mm-hmm. more than just like a self-help book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his personal story is so yeah. so interesting too. And I feel like him starting out right off the bat with oh, that personal yes. story really made it relatable. I mean, especially for us being in college, where he's talking about those tiny little changes that he made in his college life, and how he thought that that really impacted him over the four years, especially. Just thought that was a really cool way to start the book. Yeah, mm-hmm. he Great. starts the book with this story about. He was in was he in high school, and he gets hit in the face with a baseball bat, and it causes him to like he gets a concussion. He fractures like his like the front of his face basically, and he like goes into a medically induced coma basically because like his whole body starts shutting down. And from then on, he slowly worked his way back into baseball. But he was like never what he used to be, and he actually got cut from the varsity team I think his junior year, and then made varsity again his sophomore year. But he was talking about how while he never went on to have like this fantastic like like professional baseball career he still made the team in college and to him that was like more than he could have ever asked for and then he dives into this was only possible because of the habits that I made whether I was doing it consciously or unconsciously and so it's a reflection on his own experience it's very cool I I agree with that Uh, and so taking it back though to engineering one last question what is the what's most difficult for creating new habits here at Duke as an engineering student Is there anything within Duke that has made it difficult to create some habits or as an engineering student? I feel like every week is just so different here that sometimes we have to focus more on our system as opposed to, I don't know, like sometimes I I get in the habit of, oh, like I'm going to work on this number of problems from this problem set. And I get so set in that every week 
But the second that changes at all, I, like, lose track of what's happening. And then all of a sudden, I'm staying up super late to do this assignment that I just didn't space out very well. Um, So I've been working on kind of changing that thought process a little bit and learning to break down each big assignment or whatever I have to do into individual pieces instead of using the same formula every time. Because Duke loves to throw stuff at us, Mm -hmm. um, which is, I think, a really great thing. And we're definitely going to grow as people, as students, even like professionally from that. But it definitely makes it hard. I agree with that. I also think that being here, especially in the engineering department and especially as like women in the engineering department or female identifying students, you tend to compare yourself a lot with your like classmates, which is a good thing and a bad thing. But when setting like these habits, you have to keep in mind that they can't be like somebody else's. So for example, like I can't have the same goals as somebody who has like much more knowledge than I do at this moment and it just wouldn't be realistic. So and Also, the book talked about, like, not setting a big goal at the end and rather a habit that will get you to that goal and then not focusing on the goal at all in the end of it. So I think that that's really important to realize because everybody can have totally different habits to get you to the same goal. And it's very difficult to realize that until, like, you just have an epiphany. You're like, oh, like, I can do this instead of that and it'll work so much better for me and I will figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also think, like what Ellie said, with every day is so different here, and I think that's true of college students, especially engineers, who our schedules can be a little hectic day to day. So what thing that I really liked that he talked about was habit stacking, which I think he mentioned earlier, because while you may not have the same schedule every day in terms of timing, there's a lot of things that you do every day, whether it's just at 8 a.m. or at 10 a.m., and so by saying okay, well, after I wake up and make my coffee, then I'm going to look at all my assignments through the week. Like, that's something that always happens, whether it's at a different time every day. And I think that was a really good tip that can be very easily applied to our crazy engineering lifestyle. Okay, very last thing then. So for any students that happen to be listening, what would be advice that you have for forming habits based on your experience at Duke and reading James Clear's book? I think pick up a copy. I think there's a lot in here <laughs> really that, he, that he really, like, nails. He even has, a, like, a website where you can go and download, like, a form to, like, eat, track all your habits and make new ones. Um, I think one of the best pieces of advice that he gives is to kind of just sit down and, like, write out all the habits and, like, truly think about what you do every day. Like, because even going up and then, like, immediately making your coffee, that's a habit that you do every day. Or brushing your teeth after you eat breakfast, like, that's a habit. So writing those down and kind of figuring out where maybe gaps in your day are or how to integrate your goals is probably a good way to start. Yeah, I think that that's a really good idea, but it sounds really scary to do that even for myself because I know I'm going to see so many things that I don't like. So I think just realizing that it's not going to change in like a day or a week or a month or probably like year, depending on who you are. So just realizing that it is going to take so long and I think he does a good job of like clarifying and making sure that the reader understands that this can't happen immediately or instantly and that's like really bitter truth because I hate the thought of like something taking so long to change about myself but just finally realizing and accepting that and then like understanding like what you need to change and how long it will probably take Um, no matter how long it takes just staying committed to that habit is just so important I think that's great I like what you said, Polina, about taking everybody else's habits with a grain of salt. I think it's really easy, especially social media-wise, to just see what somebody else is doing and just completely assume that 
it's going to work for you and to try and adapt it even though it doesn't make sense with your current lifestyle and your current habits. So I think really that, I don't know, that's my advice to myself and to everybody else. That's great. Okay, well, thank you for joining us. And we enjoyed reading Atomic Habits. We hope you do too. And next, Celine is also going to have a conversation around Atomic Habits. Hi, welcome back to a new season of This Engineering Live. I'm Celine, here to talk about Atomic Habits. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to join the rest of the group in their conversation, but I'd still like to share my thoughts. Richard is also abroad, but we should be hearing from him with a special episode in the future about his time there, so stay tuned for that. I thought Atomic Habits was a really great book, in the sense that it was really casual and easy to read. Books can sometimes feel intimidating, but it honestly really felt like a conversation most of the time. I imagine that it would also make a really great audiobook. Some of the things that I really liked was that he backed everything up with statistics and like more scientific claims, as well as his own anecdotal evidence. It sort of felt like, like giving me the confidence that like I can actually start a new habit because this is something that I've definitely tried a lot, whether it's keeping my room clean or making sure I'm starting to exercise more or not. And one of the things that really resonated with me in this book that I hadn't really thought about before is sort of taking pride in things. There was that anecdote about a friend who like someone once complimented his nails and then that inspired him to sort of be more prideful about taking care of his nails and trying like actively trying not to bite them and like sort of getting out of that negative habit I suppose I just thought that was a really I hadn't really thought about it that way trying to take pride in the things you do can help you actually stick to them in terms of habits that I've started or tried to cultivate this book sort of actually inspired me for this but I had always had this long-term goal of I guess wanting to be stronger and I've thought calisthenics is cool because it's, you know, bodyweight exercises, so you don't need any equipment. It's pretty accessible. I can do mostly anywhere. But I always just never, like, I would try to get into it and then start some exercises and then fall off after a few days. James Clear talks at length about the importance of having an accountability partner if you're, if you're struggling with keeping up with the habit. And so me and a friend have since started trying to do calisthenics like three times a week together and we're doing it together and the days that we can't meet up and do it together it's in our google calendars but on the off chance that we both can't make it or one of us can't make it we'll send videos to each other to try to keep ourselves accountable and both of us have said numerous occasions that we would not be doing the exercises that day if we hadn't known that we'd be letting the other person down so that's some personal experience in terms of that success working I will keep you guys updated as to if I stick with this habit of calisthenics for the rest of the year, but that's my goal, and so far it's been working. And even if you're someone who already has pretty good habits, I think it's probably a really great book to make you actually think about why you've developed those habits and the systems that you have in place that make it so you're able to maintain those habits. So overall, I would definitely recommend this book if you're interested in self-improvement. I think there's a lot to take away from it. And I also think it's very, very digestible. You can fully, slowly read it a chapter at a time. And it's not hard to read um, and quite relaxing. Thanks so much for listening to the end of an episode. Once again, welcome back to a new season of This Engineering Life. And best of luck with trying to form your new habits. Be sure to check back in two weeks when we'll be chatting with Duke and Abel. Thank you.